1: Pacer fans, what is going on? We are back. It is Friday, looking to add another win to that win column. And joining me right now to preview this Detroit Pistons game is my good
2: friend Mike Focci. Fachi, what's going on, brother? Woo! Everybody, it is Friday. We made it, and the Pacers are concluding this series against the Pistons. We are to play four games. We are to play four games in your first twenty-two. However, the Pacers have an opportunity to even out the series. Alex, what are you thinking for this one?
1: Yeah, so what I'm thinking is that Blake Griffin is back, which means that we're going to see another element to this Detroit Pistons team that we have not seen in the first three matchups earlier this season. So uh, good to see Blake Griffin back on the court, making Detroit a little bit more competitive. But, you know, ultimately, I'm, I'm excited to see that matchup between Blake and
2: Sabonis guarding each other. I definitely am. Uh, I'm, I've always been a fan of Blake Griffin's game. I'm wondering if he's going to be able to get back to full, you know, 100% health. Uh, It's going to be tough because I feel like he's been hobbled for what feels like all of 2019. Um, However, Blake obviously makes this team better. Uh, But also last game when the Pacers won, you know, we were without Miles Turner and Jeremy Lamb. So this game it's going to kind of have more of a balance. Derrick Rose is going to be back. Blake's going to be back. Turner and Lamb are back. This is where you're going to get more of a feeling of who these teams are. Obviously, we won't have Oladipo out there, but – I like the Pacers' odds in this one, but it's the role players that we didn't mention, like Luke Kennard, who has killed us this year. Alex, what could we do to keep down Luke Kennard from scoring 30 again?
1: I don't know, but I'm hoping that Jeremy Lamb can do something to prevent him from going off, because Jeremy Lamb's been pretty good defensively all year. Justin Holliday's been pretty solid off the bench as well, so maybe giving some different looks at him, trying to change it up a little bit. I mean, Kennard has just been on fire, and... You know, the first game he really hurt us was against our bench, and our bench was just so bad in that first game. And, you know, actually the first three games the bench didn't have their rotation set, but now I think our bench is a little bit more balanced. Derek Rose, another guy that's coming off the bench that can give us issues as well. Uh, he He's finished the games for the Pistons, and he had that nice layup over Turner in game three to seal the deal for the Pistons when the Pacers really could have won both first of their first two matchups against the Pistons. Uh, Just let games get away in the fourth quarter. So honestly, you know, got to contain Rosen, Kennard And with no Reggie Jackson, I think that's going to help the Pacers' starting unit. And hopefully we'll see
2: Brogdon just have a monster game. Uh, I think we will. I think we will. Just the the Pacers have to find a way to keep Drummond off the glass, which honestly – sounds impossible because he leads the league in rebounding. So I don't know how you're going to do that, but just a quick rundown on the three games so far against the Pistons. Drummond in game one, 32 points, 23 rebounds on 67% shooting. It's going to be hard to win a game like that. Then game two, he has 18 points, 18 rebounds on 53% shooting. And then the game that we did win is 15 points, 13 rebounds so very you know he got more of an average game. game but he also had eight assists yeah so well Kinnard I mean he played a great game. game yes yes but Kinnard was on fire that, in that third
1: game in banker's life but if you recall Andre Drummond got in foul trouble and I think that the Pacers should try to take something from that game and, and reuse that in this game Friday try to get Drummond in foul trouble And honestly, I I don't know what the Pacers are thinking defensive-wise. I know they like putting Turner on the centers. But similar to Embiid, I just think that you're going to need a physical guy like Sabonis to bang with Drummond down low. I think Turner makes a better matchup for Blake Griffin. And I think that with his lateral quickness, he'll do a better job of keeping Blake from getting to the basket and not allowing Drummond to get offensive rebounds. Because if Sabonis gets beat off the dribble, Turner steps up. Blake Griffin can still get a shot off, but then there's nobody there to block out Drummond. And I think that's Mm -hmm. where the Pacers could be in trouble with those two bigs. So I would go ahead and just switch it before the game starts, put Turner on Griffin, and put Sabonis on Drummond, and then see how that works on the offensive end, because I I, I truly believe that Sabonis could get Drummond in foul trouble with his craftiness down on
2: the post. I completely agree. I think that's a game that you're going to need Sabonis on Drummond, just because I feel like... Sabonis is someone who can contest on the rebounding side. I mean, you're talking about two top five rebounders right now in the NBA, and you never know when Sabonis might go for you know 15 plus rebounds. Uh, he's probably going to have to against the Pistons, and I, I feel strong that he can do that. So I feel stronger about that and no offense to Miles Turner, than than hoping that Miles Turner can go rebound for rebound with Drummond because that's. Not an easy thing to do. No. Uh, so I feel I feel good about the Pacers' chances. I think with this opening night lineup, they're a different team since opening right. night. So uh, I think that the Pacers will be able to even out the series. Like we mentioned, you got to keep Luke, Luke Kennard from scoring 30 points. That can't happen. Again, it happened basically in two or three games. And Derek Rose, killed us in game one, hit the game winner in game two. He was out for game three. So he's expected to play. Uh, I think that the Pacers... They're also bringing in a healthier group. No Reggie Jackson for the Pistons. So it's going to be a, a pretty even matchup, and I think the Pacers can take this one.
1: Yeah, and let's just hope that Christian Wood has a terrible game because that second game of the season, I think he had like 20-some points off the bench. You can't allow guys like Christian Wood to go off for that many points off the off the bench. You know, Tony Snell is who he is. Uh, Brown, I can't even remember. if Bruce Brown, I think his name is? yes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm blanking. here, so, but He's been OK. I mean, he's good defensively, but we, we've we got to do a better job against this Pistons team. It's really, really sad we've lost two games to them.
2: Oh, it is. But when you said Christian Wood, you meant the second coming of Wilt Chamberlain, right? Because <laughs> that was the comparison he drew last time when he just hit everything uh, and got it, everything it he wanted. It was unbelievable. I do not expect that to happen again um, because he kind of fell back to earth when the Pacers won the last game where he had uh, zero points.
1: Right, right. That's the Christian Wood that we're used to seeing. There's a reason he's got two O's in his last name because that's what he usually puts on the (laughs) scoreboard. So, all (laughs) right, Bachi, let's take a quick break here and we will come back and preview Saturday's game against the New York Knicks.
2: What up, everybody? Mike Focci here. And if you haven't already checked it out, go to PacersTalk.net for the latest coverage on all Pacer news. We have game recaps, game previews, and everything you can imagine. Let's go, Pacers.
1: All right, we're back, and we're here to talk about Carmelo Anthony's former team, the New York Knicks. Focci, your guy, Melo, could really save the Knicks right now from some embarrassment. This team is just looking horrible. 4-18 on the season, 30th in scoring. What an atrocious Knicks team.
2: Oh oh Knicks, Carmelo can't save you now. This team is dreadful. Four and eighteen, they are the worst team in the league because this is them healthy right now. I mean you're looking at the Warriors who are having a horrible year, but no one's even playing for them. This is the Knicks team right now. Guys are healthy. 30th in the league in points per game, 30th in assists per game. They're a mediocre rebounding team. I don't know how they beat Dallas twice. Clearly, I don't know. Maybe the fans are just rowdy because of Porzingis' return, whatever it is, but wins over the Bulls and the Cavs. I'm not impressed. I think that this is a game that the Pacers should steamroll through the Knicks, but it's just a matter of getting up for that game. We've seen the Knicks randomly give the Pacers trouble in the past. Just I don't know if the Pacers are oversleeping them or whatever, but this is a game that I think that the Pacers will crush the Knicks in.
1: Well, they should. I mean, their, they should. Their, their leading assist guy is Frank Milikina. Uh that, that guy is just not a good basketball player. And yeah. Julius Randle is leading the team in rebounds at 8.7. Oh, Randle's an overpaid player. I, I questioned how good this guy was and wasn't really sure what to think of him because he had a rough start with the Lakers, had a good second year, then he was traded to New Orleans, and whatever, just – Just a weird player. Don't really like his fit. I think that Sabonis or Turner, whomever, should have their way with him. And the fact that Marcus Morris is leading them in scoring, come on. I mean, if Marcus Morris is your leading scorer on your team, that should just tell you everything you need to know about that team.
2: It completely does. If someone said, hey, Marcus Morris is your leading scorer, I'd say, how many wins do we have? They'd say four. I'd say, yeah, that sounds about right because (laughs) – you're not going to be a playoff team with Marcus Morris leading you in scoring. Look, he's a good player for what he is, but come on, this is not the franchise here. So Julius Randle, I felt like that was someone who, when you struck out on A-list free agents, they went to Randle, and I think he's being a little bit exposed right now. Uh, I liked him better in New Orleans, but maybe that's just because I wasn't seeing those games as much. I've seen... A handful of Knicks games this year and uh, he has not looked like a, a fringe all-star which at times he looked like last year in the right. west so I think R.J. Barrett good player right now like he will be good later on it's just not his time so I, I just think for the Knicks you got about 18 power forwards and uh, it's still not going to be enough for those Indiana Pacers no, the Pacers should definitely win the rebounding
1: battle. And, you know, Mitchell Robinson is another guy that's a fun guy to watch. He He's mm-hmm. a shot blocker, so we'll, yep. we'll see how much time he gets. Taj Gibson, he's given the Pacers problem throughout their careers. Uh, so, you know, just we'll see how Taj Gibson does. But none of these guys scare you. Like, this is a game, like, I'm more fascinated just to see if Sabonis can go a perfect, you know, did he, did he go perfect last time he played in
2: uh, New York? Oh, my God. Uh, I want to say he did. I know at least at one point he, he was like 9 for 9 in. or 11 for 11. Yeah. He might have ended up missing one. It was either – I know for a fact he didn't have more than one miss. I feel dumb that I don't remember that, but it was so like
1: long ago. I'm having a blank on it. I do remember that Victor Oladipo hit the game-winning three in the corner from Batty yes. is Young, saving the air yes. ball out of bounds. So, you know, that's like you mentioned, you know, the the Pacers have had their struggles with the Knicks even when they haven't been good. But I think last Mm -hmm. year's Knicks team was better constructed than this year's Knicks team. And I I don't know what it is with David Fisdell because I really liked him coming out of Miami to Memphis. I thought he was going to be a great coach. And I, I still think that he possibly could be. I just think that he hasn't found the right team and the right fit for his style. And honestly, I mean, it's... We could we could be hearing about a Knicks firing of of David Fisdell after this Pacers game. If, if it, the Knicks are four nineteen after this Pacers game, which I hope they are,
2: then we could see the end of David Fisdell in New York. From what I've read, they say it's inevitable. Uh, it seems like there is young players on this team that aren't even being played right. Like Mitchell Robinson is a good player, and I feel like he's not getting the minutes that he that he should be getting. Kevin Knox looks like he's taken a step back, definitely in terms D&D's. of minutes. Exactly. I, I don't understand. That was a top 10 pick last year that they were very high on. It just doesn't seem like he's being given the amount of time to grow. And then R.J. Barrett was being run into the ground to start this year. He was playing over 40 minutes per game. So I get it. He's young and everything like that. But come on, it just seems that his team is just so dysfunctional. But I have to apologize to Sabonis because I said that he might have had one miss in that game. I looked it up. He was 12 for 12. 12 for 12. So I thought he was perfect. There is no disrespect in Sabonis. I knew at least in that game he was you know, 11 of 11 or 11 of 12 or something close to it. But make no mistake, he was perfect.
1: Yeah, and if he can go perfect again, that would be just phenomenal to see. And I tell you what, I hate the Knicks no matter how bad they are, how good they are, I would always hate New York. Sorry to you, Fachi, for being from there. But I just hate the Knicks. As a Pacer fan, I cannot like them no matter how hard I try. But there is just something so beautiful about Madison Square Garden. I love the way the court looks. I don't know what it is, but when I watch the Pacers play on Madison Square Garden, I just love watching them play on that court. Um, and, you know, it brings back memories with Reggie. And, Very nostalgic. In and, and the 90s, but it's just the, the way the court looks. There's just something... Unique about it, and I get why people get hyped for playing in Madison Square Garden. I mean, it's definitely got a really popular, uh, you know, reputation. Uh, yeah, reputation. reputation. Yeah, so I mean, the reputation of Madison Square Garden
2: is cool, but I'm just saying overall, I just love it. Uh, it's completely nostalgic. Um, it's just obviously the world's most famous arena, as they call it. Uh, the Knicks are seventh in the league in attendance this year. Despite how bad they are, they're seventh. These fans are die hard, Ugh. hoping for a winner. It's a shame they are the worst team since the turn of the century. They have the lowest winning percentage, and I don't think it's going to end anytime soon. Um, it, it, it's it's a shame, but, hey, it's not up to us to, to give them a lollipop and be kind to them. We are going to come in there, and we are going to hand them a beating. It's yes. going to happen, and the Pacers, this train keeps on rolling. Absolutely. So,
1: guys, before we get off here, I just want to say that we have our game preview by Tyler Snyder for the Detroit Pistons, and Shea Orr will be doing the good, bad, and ugly game recap on PacersTalk.net for that Pistons game, and then for... Today's uh, Saturday's matchup against the Knicks. You'll have Zach Pearson doing the preview on PacersTalk.net and Tyler Etcheson doing the post-game coverage on the Good, Bad, and Ugly. So if you guys are interested in reading about those games, if you're unable to watch them, or you just want to hear what the guys thought of the game, I, I highly recommend going to PacersTalk.net and checking out these articles because I, I tell you what, Fauci, I'm not trying to be biased here, but I think we have a really strong team of writers that are, are really smart Pacer fans, and they do a great job of breaking down the good and bad of every game.
2: We really do. And everyone brings a different voice to it. And I I think that it's something that you can always count on after each game and before each game to know that there is going to be a preview there. There is going to be a recap. So if you ever miss anything, don't worry, because PacersTalk.net has you covered
1: you 're absolutely right fachi so once again pacer fans thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of setting the pace on PacersTalk.net. you can follow us on Twitter at setting the pace 3 and on Instagram at PacersTalk. you can follow Focci at underscore facCI and I'm at Alex NBA and until next time peace out pacer Nation let's go pacers
0: Liberty, long live the world tree, long live the king, yo. I'm from the Empire State,